Ladies and gentlemen, ATDF everything in that shelf presentation. You're now rocking with TDF everything. Spoiled rotten. Welcome back, everybody. Hey, hey, hey. It's me, Daniel. And this is Bam on Spoiled Rotten. Oh, that shelf. All right. Well, episode five. Yeah, we are doing Moon Knight, episode five, Asylum. Yes. Uh, Well, it starts with a beat up. I'm going to say Mark. I know there's stuff out there saying that this is Jake or a third altar we haven't met yet. Mm Mm-hmm. Um, this is part of the reason I don't like the comics because you're like, oh, you're nothing is for certain, everything's in question. However, I'm mm-hmm. taking this from someone tweeted at the director, Mohammed Diab, and they mm-hmm. said, Can you confirm the theory that this is Jake? All he said was, No, that doesn't mean that he's saying it's not Jake, but what he right, but he could just be saying, I'm not going to confirm the theory. Mm-hmm. My problem is, if you're not going to confirm one way or the other the episode is weird because we only have one episode left or like are we going to shift again and just start talking about jake then otherwise you're kind of just throwing jake in there without any commentary right at this point i feel like jake is going to be the um post credit thing i'm i'm fine with that i think which i'm I'm, at this point I'm, i'm better off with that being like, oh, there's hints of a third beca- altar and all that kind yeah. of stuff. Because as the episode progresses, you're like, okay, depending on what they end up doing in the next episode with one of the bigger characters in this series, you're like, okay, it makes sense for them to reveal another altar yeah. for another series, uh, for another series or another season, or to keep the gates open for that. Right. So it's kind of interesting. I'm I don't hate it so much at this point, but it is annoying still. I agree because knowing as much as we do <laughs> and you knowing much more than I do. Anyway. So I agree that he is, his physicality is different. Also, why does he have those bruises? We didn't see Mark get beat up or anything. And we see Mark again without the bruises. So it makes sense. It's a third. I just think mm. uh, more needed to be done if they were planting their flag for the third being on screen for the first time like that yeah anyway i mean the voice sounded a bit different to me but yeah, it just no, it, it, it sounded thing. yeah he's, it sounded a bit no doubt different. about it yeah but it's it to me it's like even though uh, he uh, moves his mouth everything about him is different i'm just yeah saying, we we have confirmation of it now on screen we just don't have a name is basically my theory for it well, there's enough we have confirmation i just i think feel we, like it's there i, I think we're do. getting that from well i think we, we have enough or you can make an like, assumption. I don't that, think that's it, confirmation. I, I I think it's a f- educated guess. Yeah, at this that's point. not confirmation. Fair enough. Yeah, fair enough. You're you're absolutely right. Until we get the name, it's not a confirmation. But it yeah, does seem to be very clear that they're going that direction. What I would say is the show, if we know anything about, it, and we've talked about this before, mm-hmm. has given us visual cues as to know when, like we're dealing with something else like a different yep. altar and even we have 
discussed and debated about how that actually plays out so it's not like it's set in stone it's kind of what i was complaining about last mm. episode is i can't grab on to anything in this there is no actual like concrete way of being like well we know this is happening because the show taught us to mm. watch it like this everything mm-hmm. is constantly changing but nothing was done to like highlight this is a new alter in this right. yes his acting is different 100 mm-hmm. but if i'm going on how shows usually work and how we can mm-hmm. say the mcu shows were working before mm-hmm. in order for this to kind of land for me I mean, it's obviously working for other people mm-hmm. it needs to like stick to the language that it sets up for you okay. otherwise i can't really i can that's why i push back so hard about we've got confirmation it's kind of like i don't know what the show is doing Mm-hmm. everything that we kind of hold on to was like well we know he's shifting because the eyes roll and they do this they're like well we're throwing that out for this scene and like everything is like it's kind of like the english language like yeah there's these rules and but then every rule has an exception and there's like multiple exceptions it's kind of like well then what are we i don't know man this is no i, I agree with you just make why a vowel i i completely yes, agree with exactly you. that is what i'm saying they haven't just made why a vowel it's, it's so like, stupid ah, sometimes and sometimes why is this yeah. show it's like, like yeah, it, it, you know, the, and I understand that people might like that because they're like, and that's how it feels or whatever, and like yeah, putting it on mindset. And I'm like, sure, I, that's all I can say is then sure. I <laughs> that, mean, that's what they're doing. Cool. That is one perspective that I played around with. It kicked around in my head a lot. Is like, what what if the brilliance of this show is like the fact that it forces us to have one central protagonist. But that protagonist has the ID. And basically, we're receiving three different shows and three different perspectives and all that kind of stuff. And it does clutter everything. It makes it so confusing. But once we have those visual confirmations, the 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 audio ones, the the like even what he's doing differently with his face and all that kind of stuff, those things are me uh, enough for me to be like, that's another altar that has not been aimed yet. That's just enough. I don't think I need more from it, right? If if we can go with other shows like Downton Abbey, where people are like, oh, did you see that lip quiver? Did you see that? Oh, damn. And I'm like, okay, if we're, if we're leaning into that, then I could lean into this being like, yeah, he's got tape on his nose, right? He's got a, a little bit of a New York accent thing going on there. So I could be like, that's another character. We haven't seen that before. Yeah, I, there's as enough I for said, me to do that. As I said, Mm-hmm. Your Downton Abbey uh, yeah. example is people knowing how the show disseminates its information and Which being is like fair. that lip quiver mm-hmm. it, because the whole thing is everyone's so measured and no one mm-hmm. does extreme. So yeah, that lip quiver speaks volumes. I can't do that with the show. I'm glad other people get it. Yeah. For me, I'm just like, I don't know. Everything is up for debate mm-hmm. and that's not what works for me. And that's kind of why I say like three separate shows, right? You have Mark's show, which is like a Merc. And then you have the Stephen show, which is, um, of course, the uh, the gift shop museum guy. And then we have the third unknown show that we were like, oh, this doesn't kind of fit in right right now. This kind of doesn't feel so good. Like this is a totally different camera angle. Everything is different about I, who I'm going to just say is Jake right now with the tape on his nose. Like every single time I saw that, I'm like, oh, that's Jake. Okay, cool. That makes sense. I'm, I, I was just good with that. I just that's didn't good. need a diagnose I'm, right there. 
I'm yeah. glad that works for you. Mm-hmm. I, I feel like you're being but I get very why it's forgiving. I think you're yeah. being very forgiving, and that's good of you. Um, that's but fair. Yeah. But um, I feel like people were being more forgiving to Hawkeye than to this. Yeah, but that's not us. Let's, that's, that's true. That's, that's true. That's, that's true. <laughs> <laughs> well, okay, because this episode hit me in the field so hard. Yeah, it just blinds. It is a good episode of television. I don't know if it's a good mm-hmm. episode of the show Moon Knight. I it is the most was... cohesive episode so far to me. I think it was very clear what they were doing with it. It's the same as the WandaVision episode where they're going through her past. Yes. Very clear what's happening. So yes, mm-hmm. I agree with you on that. I don't know if it fits with the rest of the show. Mm, I think. Yeah. Yeah. It's that, that's what I'll say. I, I agree with you that it is a very strong episode of TV. I don't yeah. know if it fits with everything else we've been doing. I, I agree with what you're saying because like, I was thinking about that with the WandaVision comparison um, that with Wanda, we really got to go hit to hit to hit with her grief in this it, because we're, it's a brand new character. It's like, we're do, being told the highlight reel and that's really depressing of its trauma. Right. It's like, here's everything that happened within this series. And then here's other things that happened in, in like to, to really bring up the trauma a- aspect of it. Like we got, more of Wanda's stuff in her highlight reel of her trauma in that episode with Agatha, right? Um, and this one, it was it, very, very effective. They done the same thing. I just it pulled together so many things for me that were like question marks about what is this series about. Now it actually fully kind of makes sense to me. It I really does. Disagree with that, but really, we'll yeah. Okay, we'll yeah, there. um, yeah. So basically, Harrow is there with if you want to say it's the third altar, he's trying to convince this third altar that mm-hmm. basically everything that we saw in episodes one through four, including seeing, I want to say it's tell He, that's how I feel. Steven says it, but I feel like every content creator has said it differently, but the mm-hmm. fertility God, mm-hmm. everything didn't happen that he's in Chicago and that's mm-hmm. just where he is. Yeah. Uh, and then it gets pretty rough because Bobby and, uh, Billy come back and inject him with something that's oh yeah stuff I don't like uh, a good old neck injection yeah there's it's there's stuff something that looks fake yeah. obviously yeah. like it's mm-hmm. like that's that's not a real syringe not again there's certain visual things where I'm like I don't know if they're going like I can just assume they're going for clearly this isn't real but I to me that was already triggered with the tape on his nose i'm like well we never saw what led to that so i don't know what's going on here but Mm. again if we're going along with it just on face value yeah like you can see that i think people have even pointed out oh no this is later with steven so we'll get there but stuff in the office doesn't isn't even complete so it's like obviously Mm -hmm. not really happening um it definitely does seem like a different perspective i would have so one one thing i would have liked as another visual cue um to tie it, kind of tie it back to the shackle on the bed thing, right? Where if he was shackled up his his leg to the chair or something like that in that scene, so that it would just kind of be like, okay, there's a reason why he has this thing on his nose. It's a real like hit or whatever it is. And then it's like a different reality. We have to figure that out. But it's just like this one, another kind of cool throwback. But yeah, you're right. The office, I was like, wait, the office looks completely different. Things are moved around. Things are missing. 
it's weird. It's a different orientation entirely. Uh, and then we get pulled back mm-hmm. to the end of episode four, where Tawadin mm-hmm. confirms to Mark and Stephen they're dead. And basically mm-hmm. on a timeout in the Duat and Egyptian underworld, she explains there's there's many versions of this. This is the underworld. This is a yes. This is an underworld. Um, what did she say? Because I thought that that was such a brilliant piece of dialogue that they threw in there. Like so many infinite untethered streams of unconsciousness or something like that. I don't know. It was absolutely beautiful. The way they tied uh, tied it together, I was like, okay, that that is really, really reassuring. <laughs> it's just really well written from the like the whole. This is why you're projecting a psychiatric ward. Have you seen like the ancestral plane, like from Black Panther? Like, all, like it's so crazy how they're they're like, yeah, these are. It's just the afterlife, and it's the yeah, way I they called it. It was such a cool thing. You didn't I like know, that? Man. I'm so. I think the very idea of what's going on in this mm-hmm. afterlife is what rubs me the wrong way about this. So interesting. She says, yeah, like it's what Harrow said already. Like it's all about perception. Right. So like, yes, to me, a pen is a writing utensil to my dog. It's a, and so this mm-hmm. is an afterlife. Mm-hmm. So you're experiencing it like this mental hospital, which mm-hmm. um, Stephen's like, why? And Mark's like, cause we're crazy. I'm like, but like, yeah, you've had trauma, but like, I, is that how you want to identify it as you're crazy and insane and then just leave it on that? I don't like, and again, I, we don't have enough information to know if this is a hospital he's been to. Yes, you can make assumptions, obviously, mm-hmm. but the way this show works is everything is up for debate. So I can't, mm-hmm. I'm not able to make the assumption that, yeah, he went to one. If we're going on what we saw, there is no point where he goes to a mental institution. So what Mm -hmm. is he basing this off of? Again, just based mm -hmm. off of his memories. It's him being very upset at home, rightfully so, and then moving Mm -hmm. out as a teenager. And we know he said he went into the army. So maybe that's where he goes to the army and then becomes a merc after. But there Mm -hmm. is no like medical intervention where he would have this view. No, I don't know what that is. And then well my my thing there is does it have to be real or does it have to be perceived because all you really need to think of is because my point is this mark being like it's because we're crazy i think that afterlife must have to resemble someplace that's safe and knowing like through this episode obviously no part of his life was safe so what part of his life would feel safe is the idea that he wouldn't be able to hurt anyone anymore, that he'd be able to support it and, and not alone, right? So mm, mental hospital uh, projection I mean, makes sense to me. Nothing about that seems like he's calm or like feeling safe. He's constantly on edge as Mark. Right. He's constantly, it's actually Stephen who seems the most at peace there because he feels like I actually know what's going on here. Mark is the one that's like, What's going on here? What are you doing to me? What? No. Well, and he, we see, or if you want to say it was Jake, but I say that is Mark. You constantly see him get injected because he's constantly not yes. safe in this place. Correct. But if you're, what I'm seeing through this whole episode is that he's, he knows what's happening, and through his trauma, he's resisting accepting that information. Right. The same way he's accepting 
all these different things. I'm I'm resisting being dead. I'm re- doing this and all this kind of stuff. Like the last episode is like Stephen was like, yeah, we we were shot, right? Yeah, we were shot. Okay, cool. Like Stephen brings it up first. He Mark doesn't want to no, deal with these realities. He Mark brings it up first. Mark brings it up first. Mark's okay, like what's the last thing you remember? Hoping he says we got shot, and then Stephen right. like, we got shot. And he's like, great, thank you. I'm not losing it. Right. Okay. So even then, my point here is that through this whole episode we're we're showing that mark does anything to prevent dealing with the truth because the truth mm-hmm. is so hard to to accept right so to me it's not out of character for mark to continue to accept these things and then steven does because steven can accept certain things that mark can't right so it makes no. sense to me that <laughs> he's pushing back in this no because steven's the one that is constantly put at a disadvantage because he everything is kept from him and the whole point is steven can't deal with it and even if you're saying that like he comes with he doesn't get to see what happened and that's that is part of the breaking point right is that steven sees the beginning of oh my mom beat us and then he even gets pulled out of that and the whole point is i you can't see that that's not for you Mm -hmm. again you can make an assumption that maybe he could deal with it but the whole point was he is the out so he can't he doesn't yes. know all of it is he has rosy memories right what i'm saying is that steven is there to basically flip the switch right but mark knows about everything but mark will prevent dealing with it he goes to steven to be safe he prevents he, he, we'll get there he, but even that i'm confused on because we see the switch to steven mm-hmm. like oh better clean up before mom sees this and then mm-hmm. he gets beat so how would he not, unless they're saying there's another switch before he gets beat. So Steven doesn't see that, but even mm-hmm. there it's Steven knowing like we better clean up or something bad will happen with mom. Mm-hmm. So I'm not even there. There's they're muddying the waters, about what again, it's stated what his purpose is. And we mm-hmm. as adults understand what his purpose is, but mm-hmm. what they showed was different. And I feel like that's confusing as well, which is, he switches to Steven when he's about to get beat. So how would Steven not have memories about being beat unless he switched back and Steven's just that like intermediary part. What with still understanding like something bad is about to happen if we don't clean up. The logic, what you're saying makes sense to me. It makes complete sense. And I get why you're pushing back on it. But to me, I'm like, was... I think you just want yeah. to enjoy it, and that's fine. That's it's like, not that I, I want to enjoy it. it I, I do enjoy it heavily. Um, yeah. But the thing is, I, I think that there's... Maybe I am giving it too much artistic talent of everything uh, by saying, like, oh, it's three different protagonists in one person's body, and that's why we're all big stuff, right? But what you're saying with the switch makes total sense, too. If the like, first time he switched, it was to Steven, it's... Stephen can take on anything or whatever it is. Like when they like, if all he's basing it off is that little tagline in the the movie poster, right? Mm-hmm. When danger is near, or Stephen doesn't was, fear or whatever. Yeah, that, yeah. Ste- Stephen Grant doesn't fear or something like that, right? I, you're right, absolutely. That Stephen was made up, but I don't know why Stephen wouldn't remember in that exactly. situation. So this is what I was saying. Like, there's yeah, a bunch of great made- ideas that can't. Mm-hmm or they're going to save it all for the sixth episode. But what mm. I would say is this was a great pilot for another TV show. Cause mm. most of the time I'm watching this, I'm like, why were we eat? like, 
I don't even need Moon Knight to show up in this because this is such an interesting thing. It works for WandaVision because we already had a bunch of movies with her and now you yep. feel like you're expanding. But mm -hmm. for this to be the first, not this episode, but for this season to be the first time we're meeting Moon Knight and you want to do everything that you did with WandaVision in six episodes. Mm -hmm. WandaVision was more than six episodes. Like what? I'm not eight, sure right? that yeah. I think they're trying a lot of stuff and I I'm agreeing with you this is a good episode but I saw this as like a good pilot for a different show because mm. it's obvious like when they're like we haven't even got past the first scene but like it's so obvious that like oh the souls are dropping down Harrow's and like who the fuck cares like I don't care at this point about Harrow like, <laughs> and I'm um, like prejudging people and they're going down to the duo like we're dealing with this thing and it's very these true. points like these points are the important things of like if we're going to the lengths of exploring a character with did mm. i'm not interested in being like oh, yeah yeah okay that we had our we had our episode about it and now we're gonna go back and punch some guys mm. like mm. the guy i'm not sure that that those two th and that's what i said before the show even started was i don't know how those two things harmonize they don't to me is marvel punch them up and then actually exploring a very real thing of did it's not a mm -hmm. metaphor it's not anything it is a very real thing that people deal with yes. and i feel like it's going to be like okay you got that part and now let's go back to this which doesn't make sense to me in six episodes so well i you're absolutely right it will not make sense in six episodes but at the, at the heart of everything they have to still tell a comic book story right that's that's where it gets muddied up it's not it's not yeah, a show genuinely you, about but you comic book stories aren't about punching and stuff like they're always i understand but the, yeah. what i'm saying is it's about character development it's about world building it's about all those different things it's not genuinely about did it can't be but what they're trying to do i agree seeing that scene again you're like wait that doesn't fully make sense okay yeah i can accept that for this episode be a knock because that's something i didn't see um whether or not that's something that needs to make sense to me is entirely different because the interesting thing is if you well the few people i've talked to about this about how they look at it from a mental health perspective being professionals as well as some of their 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 patients and all that kind of stuff with the ID is ultimately, yeah, the goal is this episode is true to the goal of treatment to DID, right? In in many senses of that form. Uh, so it's it's very hard because it's like what they're doing here is more accurate to how people treat DID or how DID is treated rather than what DID it's like to be experienced. Because the people that their patients are like, yeah, that's kind of similar, but then these things are not, and that's every uh, everyone else's kind of experience, right? But it's, I can see now how this is written from more, more of a clinical treatment standpoint of mm -hmm. DID than actually exploring what DID is like, except for those first few episodes with the first two episodes with Steven. And I think... <laughs> It's, I guess we're just not going to get through this. My <laughs> other issue with it is, so the next scene is Tawadit being like, here, like, I got to take your hearts and we're, let's see, let's balance. Yeah. Let's balance them. Mm -hmm. um, to me, I'm like, okay, yeah, that that is going along with what 
the Lemire run did mm-hmm. and what I'm assuming you're getting at with how to mm-hmm. treat DID, mm-hmm. uh, which is it all has to be explored. You can't try and silo off everything. Yes. Um, <laughs> the issue with that I see is mm-hmm. even in the way you worded it, it's treat, not cure. The, yes. I would imagine the idea is there is nothing there's trauma to be explored and to heal from, but mm-hmm. I don't think people look at it as I need to be cured from DID. It's treatment. And so mm-hmm. to end this on Stephen falls off the boat, all right, you're balanced now, we can go. That seems like a betrayal of what the actual exploration of this would be. That's very well put. Yeah. So the, because the Lemire run isn't that. The Lemire run is everybody works together. All of the altars mm-hmm. work together. And that's right. when they find. And even and in said, that, when you, when you read that, it still is like, well, did any of this really happen? And mm-hmm. the character's like, it doesn't matter because I mm-hmm. found a way to harmonize all these altars and actually explore everything that went through to these altars coming to existence. And so the win mm-hmm. isn't you beat the bad guy. It's, you have found a moment of peace with this and actually yes. acknowledged everything that's happened. Not, mm-hmm. uh, we got rid of Steven. Great. Cause we don't need him anymore. Or like, mm-hmm. like, I think that is a betrayal. It's, that is why I don't think this worked the way you set it up to work. And maybe I'm putting words in your mouth, but it feels like early on. No, like, you're right. Done, mm-hmm. I think that mm-hmm. that moment kind of solidified it from your way. He fell off and she's like, okay, good. You're healed they might explain in episode six that this was all someone else manipulating him and making him feel like that's what needs to happen, which I hope but that's not, not but that's yeah. not what the episode showed us. And again, yep. this goes to what I said at the very beginning shows movies shows even bodies of music teach you how to interact with them. Mm-hmm. I'm having a hard time being like, well, how do I interact with this? Because so many things along the way feel like they're betraying what they're setting up. That's a very, very valid point that I had not considered. If the goal of treatment, not cure, uh, is to harmonize, then yeah, you're right. That the scales balancing is a betrayal to that entirely. It's as well as setting up the idea that there's a third altar and in the afterlife, them not being able to actually Weigh that with out him and like actually because yeah. I'm thinking like oh that's Jake outside but yeah like, they have to but then they're like it. no that was Mark he just didn't want to go inside mm-hmm. and again if that was Jake they didn't mm-hmm. connect it to the guy at the beginning like it, and right. I, I'm just using Jake because in the comics we know that is a third altar but yes. if, it doesn't really matter if it's not Jake the point is we have dealt with mm-hmm. two altars or we have dealt with Mark and Steven mm-hmm. I'll say it that way mm-hmm. there is a third identity or sorry alter and mm-hmm. i feel like the show has hinted at that with i didn't do it i didn't do it third yeah. sarcophagus yeah. shaking and maybe you're right and that was mm-hmm. a third altar at the beginning but they are not tying that in so it's just this thing hovering and he i think yeah. that maybe he's not ready to deal with it and i'm like but that's not the point of what we're doing then as, as especially if you're dealing with what you said, which I think is right, which is yeah. this is written more of like how to treat the idea and less mm-hmm. about how to explore, like how to experience it. It's more mm-hmm. how you're treating it. And they are 
purposefully being like, mm-hmm. eh, we're not ready for that yet. And then still giving him that. And I understand that people are like, mm-hmm. well, no, Mark won't want that. Mark is going to want to get out of the field of reads, but it's like, but still the point being, if we were using this as an extended metaphor for treatment, mm-hmm. why would he go to the field of reads once he ignores completely an altar and then lets another not lets another altar just drops off the boat and dies. Mm-hmm. Yeah, because you would think at that point, balancing the scales that you're 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 in the afterlife, all truths are there, right? All truths. Yeah. So then you would have doors that would automatically open to Jake's perspective, right? Um, and be like, hey, what was this? What was this? And then they have to go back to that door and open the sarcophagus. Now we're assuming that Jake is in the sarcophagus, right? That's what we're assuming. Well, we're assuming a third to be altar. fair. It's, it's, yes, we're using Jake as just a placeholder. Right. It's, we're just well, assuming. I, yeah, there's. A I agree. Yeah. But what I in in the previous episode, I think four, <clears throat> when they opened the door, it was just Stephen that just like came out immediately, not in the sarcophagus, right? Am I remembering that incorrectly? No, he says, "Let me out, let me out," and then he and he's out. in the sarcophagus, yeah. or no? He's yeah, in he the gets him out the sarcophagus, yeah. Okay. Okay. Um, all right. Then never mind. I forgot entirely about the sarcophagus thing. But yeah, it's it's weird to me that he would be because like Amit has that power, like judge past, future, and present, and sees all. Right. So you'd think that the, all gods would see all in this situation, or no, uh, not Tawit, if that's what we're saying. Yeah, this episode's more confusing than anything. You know what it is about this episode, and I, I think we got to get there is. Um, the actual trauma that he goes through and how much that like really scarily connected with okay. me. Well, we'll see over <laughs> the hole they're on the boat when Mark is trying to be like, whatever, I'll walk out of this. And then, and then they get, then they're yeah, on let's... the boat. Uh, and he's like, oh, let's kill her and steal the boat. So they <laughs> go back in. They go back in. And yep. Steven initially goes into a room filled with everyone that Mark has killed. Yes. And that's when they see Mark's brother, Roro, I uh, yep. can't remember his actual name, but they call him Roro. Yep. Uh, and that's what leads into the memory of the ha- the happy family at the barbecue. And it's yeah. like, oh, we're not going to eat now. We're going to go off and play in the cave. Mm-hmm. And yeah, it is a very harrowing experience of like watching Stephen try to save Mark's little brother. Well, mm-hmm. he's trying to save both of them, but we we cut right to them sitting Shiva for the death of Roro. Mm-hmm. Roro. Mm-hmm. And that leads to the mother being like, what are you doing here to Mark? And yep. saying, this is all your fault. Rough stuff. Very rough stuff. Yeah. I think this is the strong stuff. I yes. think it's strong because it is based in stuff people can understand and feels universal. Like you don't, you don't mm-hmm. have to know what sitting Shiva is. You don't need to know like the details. You understand the feeling of, and also you don't have to have been there when your brother died, but you can understand yeah the guilt that Mark would feel. You can understand the grief that everyone feels in that. That all Mm -hmm. is understanding. And I think that's the strong stuff. All that other stuff where they're trying to do where they're like, is it this? Is it that? Mm -hmm. That's where this show falls apart for me. I think when you, because there is still, again, there's still room for metaphor in here. There's still room to be artistic, but Mm -hmm. it is something that everyone can have access to and, engage with right away there is yeah. it doesn't feel like they're trying to trick you into feeling a certain way <laughs> i do have to agree with you on this uh you fully fully convinced me because yeah, yeah it's, it's these few scenes the trauma scenes the the 
abuse scenes and everything like that. It, it's the origin scenes that mm-hmm. it, it seems like they, they really, really threw all of their attention in there, but you're right. The other stuff where you're like, ironically, it's unbalanced. This whole episode is about balancing scales. The writing there's unbalanced in the sense where the main narrative i wouldn't even say the side quest because this is the full quest it's like you have to re-explore these things you have to balance the scales before mm-hmm. we get there right so <laughs> the main quest here in the sense it's just it it makes more sense than the arrival of the thing but luckily we know there's a full episode so the arrival there is just the end of the episode which could be like why we're so unsatisfied to your point again how we hate that this is like, oh, if this is seen as a full movie, then you're giving it to us in one hour increments. This sucks. Um, Cause you're leaving us on such a big, dumb cliffhanger. Now in retrospect, I have to say you're right. It, it, it just against what DID treatment's all about. Um, uh, yeah. I God, think- I hate that you pointed out that logical, logical conclusion to me. <laughs> as I said, I like the episode as a, mm-hmm. like in a vacuum. Like if I yeah. just watched this, I didn't really need to see anything else before this to think that this was a very good episode. I think this right. works on its own. Yeah, there isn't like you can understand the concepts that are at play. Like they even show you when he becomes Moon Knight for the first time. So like, mm-hmm. if you're like, "What the fuck's a Conchu?" You're like, "All right, that's." That's it right there. Like I can mm-hmm. see it. Mm-hmm. I I think this is my frustration with mm-hmm. the season in general. Is like everything feels like we're starting over every time. Pretty yes. much every time mm-hmm. it feels like okay. We're which worked on a show like uh, the Good Place for me, but that felt way more cohesive like i understood what they were getting at so Mm -hmm. anytime they pulled the rug i was like oh shit that's more fun or like oh like how's it gonna get out of this this is just like oh so this isn't the adventure show this isn't and Mm. going into it i already knew that obviously that's what i was saying like reading the comics didn't make Mm -hmm. me that excited for this because i know it can't be oh moon knight's (laughs) the batman of marvel it's gonna be sick when he like it's like that's not going to be the part and like it's going to feel like we're kind of wasting time if we deal with that stuff <laughs> if, in my opinion now that we're here and you can kind mm-hmm. of see the meat of what a moon knight story would be mm-hmm. i didn't want to like ruin that part for you but it's like this is <laughs> the stuff you would deal with right like and it feels like this is more yeah. meaningful yes to, like explore than whether or not he like stops harrow because like mm-hmm. You're right. I don't care about Harrow at all at this point. I understand it's like all oh, killing people. And it's like, but as a as an idea for a TV show to explore something, this does feel like, if not new, like still fresh and like yep. interesting to explore. <laughs> and I don't know that you can just do it service in this one episode. And I think that if we continue, I'll probably be happy if we continue in this. But I don't <laughs> think that has been the way any of even the ones I like any of these Marvel mm. Disney plus shows have worked. The last shows are the big fight. And yep. so we're going to have to leave this and go back to the big fight. Mm-hmm. I hope I'm wrong. I don't think people will like it if I'm wrong, but I do hope I'm wrong about that. I don't think you're going to be wrong. You're going to be entirely right. Um, I think the stuff with Harrow right now is just, it's not actually the afterlife. It's well, actually the stuff with Harrow right now is, his avatar as Amit or whatever, balancing the scales for Mark 
to to judge him to get in the afterlife or something like that. Maybe I don't know, but uh, no, because he's already dead. no, he's already so dead. Yeah, they already not, killed him. That's not a thing. Yeah. He already been judged, and he just judged him with a bullet uh, or two. Um, it was two, yeah, yeah. So. Yeah, he's got to get back right now. He's got to get reestablished with Khonshu, which I'm glad they did point out the fact that it's like, hey, Khonshu straight up manipulated you, bro. So my thing is, I've seen people say it two ways, like think that it's two ways of manipulation. I I think because I read the comments, a lot of the things people have been like, oh my goodness, what a revelation. Like, uh, I this seemed obvious from the beginning. I don't know. I don't really know what's going on here. Like, and that may just because I read the comics. But so, to me, the only way him asserting he took advantage of you is the fact that Conchu says, "Ah, your brain is broken" or something like that. Mm-hmm. But I've also seen people be like, "No, it's because he was trying to bargain with a dying man." I'm like, but that's like every. That's a lot of superhero lore not like every superhero origin but a lot of it is like this bargain you make to like essentially kill off what you used to be to like re to come back as this hero like that that is the idea so i i'm not sure like what the big betrayal is other than specifically what harold brought up was which was did he take you because you were already broken or did taking him on break you that is the only thing that makes sense to me but the whole like oh well he's he's talking to a dying man and taking advantage of him like i I don't know if someone was like hey you can live if you just do this thing i wouldn't feel taken advantage of i'd be like great i don't want to die let me think about it i see what you're saying i totally do i still i i believe it is manipulation because he's he's just doing all these things and but i don't know because he has the, these he, things are he says uh, one specific thing and he's yeah. like i'll do it i see what you're saying i see what I you're think saying the taking advantages him stating ahead of time oh your brain is broken so i can do whatever i want once yep. you make this deal i think mm-hmm. that is taking advantage of him 100 yeah but, but i'm kind of like what it's weird that he would say that out loud, right? It's weird that he would be like, "Oh, this is something that would be cool." Now, like, continue. Now, shake my hand. Do it. Do it. Mm-hmm. Shake my hand. On three, one, two. Shake my yeah. hand. Come on. It's, like, <laughs> you know, it's so funny. Um, but I, I feel it's a bit manipulative. I really do, because he has the power to just heal him straight up, and then he's like, "No, but you got to do this. Like, this is my one thing." Like, obviously, Kanchu had the ability to communicate with other people, too. He's been waiting around for, like, let's say thousands of years. So he's been, he can wait a few more, you know, well, it wouldn't be weeks, thousands months, of years because Harrow is one of his avatars. So that's not, it's not like, he's... yeah, that's interesting. How did Harrow put Kanchu uh, back in the thing? This is what I'm saying. Like, it's not, it hasn't been thousands of years. He's, it's been very recently he had an avatar. Harold's You're absolutely right. Well. I, I'm, That's why my, I feel it's more manipulative. I feel it is manipulative. I, He's I, not I, dying to get out. He got out recently. <laughs> I'm, I struggle with that because then I feel like what you're doing, not you specifically, not me, no, to right. accept, to accept that the, the bargain that's made <laughs> is the manipulation. And that it's like this terrible thing is to like kind of reject a whole section of storytelling. Like it's like 
that is the that's the inciting incident for a lot of things is like i'm not quite sure it's why i had a an issue with everyone being like oh but hawkeye's this killer and he needs to atone for it i'm like what the fuck are we doing here like this is that's <laughs> not like what <laughs> okay uh that's a good point um I'm, i gotta i gotta i gotta marinate that a little bit it's like fine that's a manipulation but it's also just what we accept to go on these stories i don't i i think, I think my reaction is more like why is everyone so like clutching their pearls about this specific <laughs> one if it isn't just term. if it isn't just tied to the fact that he is also acknowledging i can manipulate you because of your broken mind everyone's pearl clutching and i love that term so much everyone's yeah. pearl clutching because he's because straight he up has DMD. with a because he made a bargain yeah. with a dying person yeah no 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 that's not the idea it's i only it's, it's, i only understand right. it if it is about his dad i think right. people are separating it and saying like oh it's what you said like well he's dying about the dying saved him and i'm like yeah. that's that is just a thing in storytelling I, I i get that but i mean it's always felt a little off to me it always has just felt a little. I here's the I'm, thing. So um, this isn't in me doing a judgment and saying no, it's it's okay because we do it. I'm saying, but do you feel that way every time it comes up in the story? Because no. I haven't heard anyone. Here's the weird part about it. Here's the weird part about it. And every other time, it usually happens, and the guy ends up being redeeming himself alongside accepting it. So you're like, okay, you used to be a dick, and now you're like a lot better now that because you have the powers too. Cool. Like you're you're. We like this version of you now. Cool. In every other version, it's been like that. Now it's been like, oh, okay, this guy straight up has DID. You're calling that out as a part of the, ooh, like, it, this is okay. a silver so lining. I think, it's a weird thing. So it's what I would say weird. is it's still more the DID thing. Then. It isn't. It is more the, the DID thing. And I and I accept that. But I just yes. think it's weird when people only talk about, well, he was bargaining with a dead man, dying man. It's like. Yeah, I don't yeah, find any issue with that. Yeah, that, if, yeah, that's a thing. It's only upsetting when you realize that he pointed out ahead of time. Yeah. Oh, good, your brain is broken. Mm, mm, yeah, yeah. The, the unwritten rules part of that would suck about it. Like, oh yeah, you're dying. I can bring you back, but you, you're going to remember all the, the people you killed. That's going to suck on you a little bit. But yeah. Uh, I, yeah. I hear you. You're, that's that part is not so manipulative. Uh, it is the DID thing that it feels much, much, much more manipulative. Um, um, so then we get to the part where they're like, "Yeah, put us back in our body and get Layla to release conscious, so we can save all these souls." We don't care about this. I'm skipping over it. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, we don't care about that at all. Stephen is the one that's like, "We we have to balance these scales." So they go back, and this is where we kind of see. Um, we see one of the most difficult scenes, right? Where he's like, "I don't want to, I don't want ever." To. He gets pulled back to, yeah. him and him. Uh, so this is obviously Mark. This time, it's not a potential mm-hmm. anything else. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I, I don't remember how they transitioned from this to Stephen finally seeing that the mom would beat Mark. Doesn't of. Mark go like, "All right, I'll show you," or something like that? I don't remember. And he just stopped fighting against it because he's uh, like, because it's the, I, I do remember like Stephen being like, you have to show me is like, um, no, I, I think Stephen's there on his own. That's why Mark comes in and pulls him out. Right, right, right. Um, he, oh, he, he locks Mark out. Right. That's what he does. He locks Mark out of the room. 
just witnessed yeah, no, I'm the whole thing. I don't remember the transition from mm-hmm. heroin mark in that reality. I know people have kind of mm-hmm. seen this as inception, mm-hmm. which makes more sense to me than that's a third altar, which is mm-hmm. there's a reality where Mark is beat up in the thing. Mm-hmm. And then there's the one where he's not, or maybe that one's above, but either way there's levels and mm-hmm. the level where Mark and Steven actually interact together is a separate level. Yeah. Um, and I I'd think, say that. And I think, yeah, so Stephen locks Mark out, mm-hmm. sees all that stuff. Again, I thought, like, I know you asked who's who was the primary, and it's clear it's Mark. Inter- yeah, yeah, but like, I thought that was clear before this. Mm, see, ne- that that's one of those things where I didn't get to that conclusion I until know, I got no to this did, scene. Uh, yeah, I think I know because I'm seeing a lot of people being like, "Oh my goodness, he's realizing he's not real." Like, oh, and I'm like, mm-hmm. "Oh, okay." I that's I'm glad that that writing worked, but I was kind of mm-hmm. just like, mm-hmm. "Yeah, he's not real." <laughs> I feel like that's been made quite clear, even in mm-hmm. the last episode when it's like, "I'm Doctor Stephen Grant." I was like, "Yep." So he made that up. Like Stephen couldn't have been real. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> Uh, sorry, it couldn't be the primary. So he was mm-hmm. a very real um, soul that or being mm-hmm. inside of this body. But mm-hmm. um, I think once you point at, there was a movie where a character was called Stephen Grant. I think that's the, the obvious thing. Of, even if you only caught up on that fourth episode of, okay, so then Mark's the primary. Yeah. Or at the very least, Stephen's not the primary. Mm-hmm. So then... He sees that that is rough stuff. Oh God, so we rough. talked about what I didn't understand about that interaction, mm-hmm. which is which is something I never. I don't think anyone is going to realize until you, we put this episode out because that was such a hard scene that I think people are just like, "Yep," like including me. I'm like that just hit me in the feel so hard. Just that whole sequence. That was like you know how up, like that mm-hmm. first five ten minutes of up screwed up a whole lot, a lot of people. That was that was what screwed me up a lot. <laughs> that, that that was a hard episode like sequence to watch. Yes. And then I got blurred by everything else. Um, so that's rough. And so then Steven gets pulled out, and now Steven is with Harold. This is where you see like diplomas that don't even have school names on them, not even mm-hmm. signed and stuff like They're that. They're phonies. I really like the way Steven interacts with Harold. It's more of the stuff mm-hmm. I liked from the first episode, like the stuff where he's like you look like a Ned Flanders or when he's like, well, oh, Mark lied to you. What did he say? And then he's like, Ooh, cheeky, like, or nosy or something like that. And like, I like that. He's like, it's what I said. Like Steven actually is able to maneuver in this space. He's not put off by it. He's not off. kill. He's actually able to hold his own in this. Yeah. Um, Reminds me of like the little Clark Kent things that he'd do. Yeah. I I really liked him in the scene until obviously the the ultimate thing of like, okay, I'm going to call Mrs. Grant then. He's like, oh, no, don't bother. Don't bother her. And you know Mm -hmm. that he knows already. But like, um, yeah, just the way Harold's like, all right, here you go. It's your mom on the phone. And Mm -hmm. she's dead. Which another thing where I'm like, I thought everyone just knew that his mom was dead. I That's not from the comics, by the way. Mm -hmm. As in, I don't remember that being a big thing in the comic run i read it's right. just watching the show i'm like she's obviously dead like i feel like that's just the thing. see i didn't because layla was like you're talking to her again and because like the death of the mom happened so recently and like layla's uh like like he hasn't seen layla and steven haven't seen each other or layla and mark haven't seen each other for how many months but it's since seemed- that shiver they haven't seen it's, it's, it's 
basically when he turned into Steven in the street, I was like, oh, I'm lost. She hasn't seen him since then. I'm, I'm... Layla. Yeah. Really? Yeah. No, it's been longer than that. Hasn't it? No. Are you no. sure? So I don't, this is again, I'm at a loss with the show. So people right. know for a fact, I'm putting this in quotation marks. I love content. Right. Know for a fact that that is the inciting incident of, I had it under control until recently. And he, yes. that is where he makes his departure. And that's why she's like, I can't find you. And no. so oh wait i'm not there right. is no room for no this is what people yeah. are saying this is it no and you're then, right because i was gonna say the dad thing but the dad thing's what brought him to her yeah never mind so then he makes that's they don't see each other since that shit i don't know mm. how people understand those details which i don't think are made clear or even you saying like it's been a long time like i don't i don't know it's i just see memories i have no concept of when these are taking place right in relation to what we saw in the first couple of episodes. I just know what happened before because mm-hmm. they're memories, but I don't know. And, but I'm saying like people are able to make those connections, but they didn't know like the mom died. I'm like, I like some, some people have some information I'm just not privy to. I don't, or even with you right. saying with certainty, like, oh no, like this, this happened forever. I'm like, dude, that could have happened years ago. That could have happened months ago. I don't know. Cause, Cause here's, here's my thing. Like I anchor a lot of, I guess the truth of what's going on on other characters as opposed to Steven or Mark, right? Because of what they're doing and what they're going through. So when Layla goes like, I haven't seen you for months um, and what you're, you're, you're talking to your mother again. Like it seemed to me like that piece of dialogue that Layla was like, you're talking to your mother again. It's like, wait, she's dead. <laughs> like if, if she knew about it, you know, like, so to me, it's just like, I had it to control under recently. And if she, she obviously wasn't there because it showed him outside drinking alone and, you know, a breaking down and not going in alone, all that kind of stuff. Right. So to me, it wasn't obvious that she knew that the mother was dead. Well, uh, it wasn't obvious. If we're going off of what's happened, she wouldn't know anything because Mark doesn't mm-hmm. share. Exactly. She, she would hear the sentence. I don't speak to my mother, but that's just it. Like mm-hmm. that. I don't think that obviously he didn't say I have to go. My mom died. Mm-hmm. I think he just disappeared probably we've already kind of established, and again everything's up for debate but yes i think the two of us have established mm-hmm. he doesn't share with layla that is the that's the benefit of layla interacting with steven is yes. that she actually gets to have insight into what's happening he yeah. keeps her at a distance and that mm-hmm. was unclear if that was because of conchu or just mm-hmm. he kept her at a distance but mm-hmm. what i would say is Layla not knowing about the mom makes sense and doesn't really go one way or the other for me because that would be something that he wouldn't share with her because that would be being vulnerable and sharing some kind of true trauma he has. I don't true. think that would be a thing he shares with her. True. Even if, yeah, he could experience that alone and be like, went into Steven mode for like a day and then went back and it's like, oh, hey, what's going on? And just not updated because it's like, hey, if you don't talk to your mom, um, and she died. Do you really need an update to someone? It's, yeah. it's, I don't it's, know. It's a weird I, situation, I don't right? Think you just continue not talking. Cut. I don't think it's as clear cut as people are making. It's it. not clear cut. None of it's clear cut. Yeah, I'm not sure how anyone but, speaks with certainty on the timelines of any of that. But one thing is I've clear: <laughs> I <died>. will say <laughs> that I called out the mom was the source of the trauma, baby. Yeah. Yeah don't know why i'm so happy about that but i got something right um that was still rough to see basically once he's like admitted okay yeah she's dead i Mm -hmm. know 
uh they get to the gates of osiris and mm-hmm. uh, the zombies come the sand zombies come and mm-hmm. steven was right he does have some muscle memory of how to beat people up because he mm-hmm. does a pretty effective job but then sacrifices himself to save mark yep. goes off the end we talked about how i feel like that's a weird way to end it because then the scales balance and he's in the field of reeds which yep. was the point of the boat ride so i'm not mm-hmm. quite sure why they're like and so you get the good version of this and that's where the show ends mm-hmm. uh, mark standing in the, the episode the episode ends the episode ends <laughs> sure. because i need i need the final episode if you say the show, it's too much fine finality. Yeah, um, yeah, yeah. Sorry, the episode. <laughs> yeah. Uh, <laughs> to me, the, every episode is just a new show. But yeah, sure. This yeah. episode. I, I get what you're saying. The Yeah, that instant balancing once he froze up. It's just like, and the fact that there were still the two hearts, not the one heart disappearing all of a sudden. It was weird. Uh, well, very weird. That's, that's that. I think it's not a perfect episode, as we mm-hmm. pointed out. I think it's a very strong one. I don't mm-hmm. think it's a strong, as, as I said, my caveat is it's a very strong episode of TV. I don't know if it's a strong episode of this show, only because I don't know how well it fits into what the show all, mm-hmm. seems like it ultimately has to do. Mm-hmm. Which is get Mark out of there and have Moon Knight fight some people. Yep. So there's Ultimately, that. That's it. I so there's that. I think this was a yeah. very good uh, exploration of, as you said, how to treat DID. Yep. But uh, yeah, it started to move I, away from what the DID experience is like. Which I think would be weird to try and replicate because people are still individuals so yes there's probably some mm-hmm. overarching things that people would recognize with the idea that are like right. oh yeah that's but to try and be like this is the way it feels would be a hard task to do but uh, well, I, I think, I, I think yeah. that's why i like that you said this is more about the treatment because i feel like it, that yeah. could be more agreed upon on like a, the good ways of treating the idea yes um I'm just saying because like the first two episodes did do a relatively good job of being like, oh, here's the life experiences of someone with DID, you know, like, yes. not, you know, and then this is now moving into the territory of like, this is how it's treated. And, but like the episode, the conclusion of the episode is just betraying the actual treatment um, Agreed. idea because treatment, not cure, treatment, yes. not cure. Right. Yeah. Uh, well, Thank you very much for listening, everybody. We'll definitely be back. I think when you're hearing this, it's a Monday, if you're listening the day it comes out. And we will be back on Thursday to do the finale. Yeah! And then you're next Monday, if everything goes so right, much we'll, of us. Be, we'll be doing Multiverse of Madness, which dropped a befuddling commercial that I didn't watch, but I've heard all about. Anyway, right. <laughs> I... I guess they need people to buy more tickets. But uh, so, yeah, so this is Monday and we'll be back on Thursday. So mm-hmm. I hope you enjoy that concept. Uh, but <laughs> we're part double of the, hair a week, baby. Yeah. We're part of the That Shelf Podcast Network. So, uh, you know, head on over there. There's shows like this one, Bad Gay Movies, Black Hole Films, Changing Reels, a whole bunch of great shows. 
you'll see those there at thatshelf.com. If you want to hear older episodes of this, please go to tdfeverything.com slash spoiled rotten. Our email is spoiledpodcast at gmail.com. Our Twitter is at tdfspoiled. We're on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher, iHeartRadio, Radio Public, a whole bunch of places. So uh, rate, review, subscribe, share with your friends. And if we're not where you want us to be, please get in touch with us, email, Twitter, uh, and yeah. we will fix that. Or just let us know how you're feeling about the show. Um, I would love to hear more people trying to clear this up for me because I think uh, there's some good ideas with uh, a weird bow tap wrapped around it, trying to be like, no, this is a one cohesive thing. And maybe I'm just not seeing it right. Yeah, no, I, I, I would request that same discussion. Yeah, let's do it. All right. Thank you very much. Bye-bye. Cheers. This has been a TDF Everything production, bruh.